Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. In this episode, Anita Kamori, Vice President and Co-Founder of Iometrics, and Greg Enrique, Senior Client Relationship Manager, Workplace Resources for Cisco Systems, discuss getting the most from your user experience data. Welcome, everyone. Um, um, my name's Anita Kamori. I'm co-founder of Iometrics, and our background is organizational psychology and psychometrics. So we essentially study um, kind of what's going on in people's head and how to measure that. And so we've been doing experience measurement for quite some time. And um, essentially, we, we do that and apply it to strategy and planning and change management. And I'm going to be joined here by one of our clients from Cisco. It's Greg Enrique. And he is Senior uh, Customer Relationship Manager at Cisco. And he, um, he, in his role, he translates kind of business leader goals and priorities into um, strategies, workplace strategies and programs. So what we're going to be talking about today is um, really a follow-up from a session we did yesterday. Um, where we talked uh, quite a bit about how we've developed this program on experience measurement at Cisco we've been doing for 10 years now. So we have hundreds of thousands of data points all coming from all different sources. And we've been using that to transform the workplace and then kind of measure the value of, of the benefits of experience in terms of turnover, attraction, um, productivity, you know, EH&S even. You know, so we have all kinds of benefits. So this session today is a follow-up on that to talk about how you can make it work in your own organizations if you wanted to start doing a program like this. And um, so essentially we feel there's four key capabilities for that. And um, so we're going to each in turn kind of take each one of these. And the first one is actually surveying. I mean, we talked yesterday a lot about different data points in, in corporate real estate. And, uh, you know, there's utilization. There's a lot of building related data. But it's really key if you're looking at experience to, you know, really figure out what's going on in someone's head, right? What's the sentiment? You know, how are they feeling about things? So the survey program's going to be at least one part of this. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, how we then translate it to dashboards within Cisco so that people have access to that data, how we then kind of layer in the analytics so that you really get that next level of insight and, and really sophistication in terms of that data interpretation. And then lastly, and really most importantly, how do you then translate that into action? You know, how do you really make sure you're acting on that so people feel like they even want to come back and take another survey, you know, when you're doing that the next year? So, um, so we'll start with the first one, which is the, um, the surveying piece. And really, you know, this really begins with having a, uh, an experience kind of metrics framework, some kind of experience strategy, like how you really want to go about looking at employee experience, and then really thinking through the data collection and how seamless you can make that, because you don't want that to be overhead either within your organization or on the part of the users. So um, one of the things I wanted to share, share with you is kind of, we talked about this yesterday again, but our model of experience uh, measurement really looks at three components on the part of the user kind of that, the utility, right? It's how they interact with the space or with your workplace services. And is that, first of all, is it easy? Second of all, does it help them accomplish what they need to accomplish? And then thirdly, is it something that's appealing to them? Is it something desirable? So there's a lot of different 
you know, things trending and experience metrics with um, kind of net promoter score, if you're familiar with that, like how willing are you to uh, recommend the company based on the workplace? That's a key kind of overall metric. The ease of use metrics are really important. Um, overall satisfaction is usually where people start, and I think that's a really great metric, especially of the, on the desirability side. But these all kind of work together. And, um, and the other element uh, called feature attribute ratings is another key one that you'll see when, when Greg kind of talks about the dashboarding. Like it's nice to know that you know, someone might be you know, 80% satisfied with you know, the break rooms or whatever. But then if they're not satisfied, it's like what is it they're not satisfied about or what is it, where do we need to key in? So understanding all the attributes of a break room, a cafe, the workplace – it really helps you to then kind of drill down and be able to take action on the data later. So lots of different uh, elements of this. And um, the, the second piece is how do you make it easy for people now to really participate? Um, and everyone's probably pretty used to, okay, we'll have a survey, email go out, invite people, they click on it, and now they have this big, long survey. Well, we wanted to make this very seamless. Uh, because one of the key pieces of this is, you know, when you're trying to get someone's, you know, perception of experience, that point of service is so important. Like you all know that when, you know, you go to a hotel, the next minute you check out, you're going to ask to be rate, rate that experience. The, the frequency and the recency of that is, is definitely an element, as well as the ease of use on the part of that person. Um, otherwise, you end up with, you know, 10% of the people giving you feedback and you really don't know whether that's reliable or not. So... Um, what we've, we have a lot of different entry points into the system that really helps for that seamless ongoing data gathering. So we don't think of this as a one-time thing. It's like always on. And, um, so with, with, you know, web enabled surveys now that, that actually is pretty easy to set up that way. And then your entry points, you know, become all the different ways people can get it. You know, we have websites, internal websites, where people know to go, you know, where they, like all of the corporate real estate people, for example, in their email signatures always have a little button. It's like, rate us, come to this website, you know, give us your feedback. So that, so anything on a, on a laptop, a PC, any mobile device, they'll always have that link, can always give feedback. Um, another one is proximity-based notifications. So you enter a building and you know from your badge, you know from anything where someone is, you get a notification on a mobile device. You know, we see you're, you're entering the cafe, you know, how long's the line or what's, what's your, you know, impression at this point. Um, QR codes is another one that we've used a lot of digital signage and, and print material to, with QR codes that take you to something very specific. So if you're in a break room, you're, you're in a workspace, you're in a conference room, that QR code takes you straight to the questions that apply to where you're at and, and what you're seeing. So again, and it's very easy for people. Even in cafe lines, we um, put them on the register receipts and and we do have some incentive programs. So, you know, if you fill that out, maybe next time you come, you'll get a dollar off, free cookie, you know, whatever we end up doing. And it's surprising how big of a deal that is. <laughs> and then kiosks is last. And that, um, again, really easy. Someone might be waiting in line at a cafe or they're passing through a lobby, and it's really easy. We get um, a lot of good feedback that way, too. But, again, the, the whole theme you can kind of see here is that easy use. And it's a very seamless and ongoing. So once we collect all that great data, we need to do something with it. So Greg's going to talk a little bit about uh, how that's used within Cisco. Yeah, so 
Again, good morning, everybody. So I'm again with the Cisco. And so all this data collection that we're doing is very pertinent to what we're trying to do with it. Now, what do we do with it to actually translate it into our own needs and services within Cisco itself? And um, being able to interpret all that mass amount of data, right? Getting it in the first place is really critical. Now that you got it from all these different sources, how do you combine it? And then most importantly, how do you now read it, make sense of all this stuff that's coming away perpetually, right? It's at real time, coming all the time. And when, at what point, do we start assessing and making sense of it all? And so there's a couple of different levels that we need to take a look at internal, right? Where as a company user of all that data, how do we now apply it to our own workspaces? So being able to read it in a format that's legible, not only to leadership, to the users who filled in responses, even to um, our partners who actually implement the needs that we have, it's really critical. And there needs to be a differencing level of accessibility because not everyone can see everything and at what time do they enact and implement things also comes into play. How much accountability and authority do we give to certain partners to react to requests that come in? We need more catch up on the workstation, uh, in the uh, cafes, which they should take care of immediately, versus we need a new gymnasium. There are certain levels where we need to set um, based upon authorities that we give to them and affordability within a company. So the important thing for us within a company is to be able to make differences between them all. That volume of data is perpetually coming in. But I, as, as the user of this data, right, as in the facility side, need to see what's happening in, in um, location A versus country B and go up level as much as we want. It could be by theater. It could be down to a, a building. What we've seen is down to the floor level, we lose a lot of that. There's not much benefit to know by floor, but by building is usually the lowest level we like to take it down to. And a big part of helping us determine is the satisfaction with the location, with that services. So we can determine if what we're spending money on from a company perspective is going towards the right sources. Helps us prioritize where we want to spend. And conversely, if we're spending a lot of money on something that's really not getting much benefit back, we'll cut, we'll cut back on those services. And it's not consistent. It could differ between location to location. And we also want to be sure that there's some intelligence behind it um, about what we're doing to implement and get those questions in the first place such as are the endpoints there to receive the data, right? Is it more difficult to apply and respond to the survey that causes issues and angst from the users in the first place, which may, see, but I, I felt good when I started filling out the survey, but by the time I get to the end, you know what, I'm done filling in all the inputs. So maybe that comes into play as well. So we want to make sure the inputs are as easy as possible. In our locations, um, so Cisco itself, we're over 100 countries, 400 buildings plus, right? 80,000 people in the offices. So we have a lot of users that are, we're trying to get feedback from perpetually to make sure our facility studies um, working in accordance with what we hope that the experience that they're getting for it. And at the end of the day, the overall experience, the big theme of the whole place here is the experience for the users. Uh, the facility side is one part of it, but the bigger experience is for the employees is what the company is providing to them. And so it's important for us and our facility side to share our data with HR share it with IT, and share it with the rest of the leadership so that they know the overall experience for employees, how the facility side comes into play, and that bigger part, right? One of the areas that we're also able to dig into is the services themselves. As it could be janitorial, it could be food services, it could be car services, whatever it may be, transportation. And being able to distinguish that um, comes in as a big part as well. And we can delve in deeper into it. So we, we not just a percent of are you before kind of a but in, in terms of recommendations, we call it the net um, a sentiment score. 
would you be willing to recommend Cisco as a place to work, as an example? We, we want to be sure the overall experience is, is helpful um, to that side. So I will go from how we want to be able to see it, right? All that data was collected, how we see it. I'll give it back to Anita to talk a little bit more about other amounts pulling it together. It's so, um, so what Greg was just uh, talking about is that we, we get all that data in. It goes in essentially to, to a Tableau system. That's kind of their reporting system of choice internally. And, um, and then, the, but that generally is going to be reporting out like we were just looking at, like result, overall results, comparisons, filters, you know, what a typical, you know, spreadsheet type of thing would be um, but sharing. And so the next level, though, would be analytics on that data. So we now um, move into things that are more special purpose tools, like text analytics, where you can take all the commentary that's coming in. Like we tend, we try not to, you know, create long, most of these surveys are like less than a minute like literally a couple ratings, and then they can give as much text as they want. So the value of the text analytics is amazing. And so that one we try to, uh, we use Yulti Pro. Um, we also apply kind of the IBM SPSS Watson Analytics, for those of you who are wondering on the tools, that, that kind of look at analytics, the sentiment coming out of that, priorities, key drivers, you know, there's a whole nother layer of uh, analytics that really helps us prioritize and say, hey, what are the significant things out of all this data to focus on? Because otherwise you kind of get overwhelmed by, by lots of data. I think we've got a couple, two minutes left, I think. So I'm going to kind of go through this uh, pretty, how are we doing? Oh, five minutes. Okay. So um, I think the key thing about this is really prioritizing. And, um, and the one other thing that analytics helps us do is look forward with predictive analytics so that we can kind of take historical data, look at preferences, and really kind of look forward and say, where do we think things are going? How do you kind of future-proof, you know, maybe the solutions you're going to invest in so that, you know, you're not just kind of focusing on what happened. You can look, you know, what might be happening in the future. So, so this layer, I think, is the next layer of insight. You know, once we start collecting lots of data, um, this is kind of where um, you really start to get another, like, higher sophistication with the understanding. So I'll give that over to you for the last piece of the puzzle. In, in just two minutes here, right? So once we have all of this data collected, how do we as a company kind of now implement things, right? So what we basically like to make sure we're doing is a cohesive and uh, program to go about addressing the, the needs here. So the, the program itself right, will help prioritize what's most prudent for us to action. It might mean providing quicker amenities and services in certain areas, um, but it's important to make sure our providers are on board with it, that we're aligned with the service uh, agreements that we have in place. So there's a whole range of different things that need to come in line. Many times our providers on site are compensated by responses back, the response time, um, ease of service. Those are parts of the compensation packages. So all of those need to align the contract arrangements that we have. So internally to the company, we need to make sure that's cohesive. Um, we'll do it because we're so broad and we want to make sure it's a whole program. It's a continual information back to the users, our experiences uh, that we want to get from them. So. We want to do so with print. We can do so with streaming on TVs inside of our, our buildings here. Um, emailers, constant awareness that we're needing their feedback, that things are happening. So there's a whole array we can go about making them aware of the different elements that we have to solicit their feedback. An important thing to provide feedback to them, let them know that they've been heard. 
one of the worst things I think we could do is take a survey, not let them know that they've been heard. Or worse yet, take no action after that's done as well. Not let them know the case is closed. So we want to be sure that there's a continual loop about that one back. And like I had mentioned before, we want to be sure to enable and allow our providers to enact immediately if it's within their approval level limits. So they should, they should be first responders. If things are in need of service, let's get them to act on immediately, not go back to a corporate side. Can I do it or not do it? Just let them do it. So there's certain things that are yes. Other things that may need a more comprehensive review with corporate about prioritize that as a spend. But that's holistically what we want to try to do as a company to make it work as a whole ecosystem here, okay? I think... Okay, so with that, we'll um, just the last thing we wanted to just kind of talk about is how you guys could could make it work if you if this is something you're interested in doing. And I started out by saying this has been like ten years, so it's most people don't start at the top here. That you know you kind of start at the basics of at the very least it's great to even be just getting feedback and being reactive toward anything you think needs to be improved. But then as you kind of go up the the tier you know, adding in layers. And that's kind of how we did this program. You know, we started out with just basic satisfaction data and then over time started getting more sophisticated measurements, you know, doing more sophisticated analytics. And and really at the top, I think what really distinguishes this program from a lot of others is that there is a proactive uh, intention to invest in the things that need to come that, that need to be addressed that come up out of the data that that whole continuous improvement element and that's a hard thing to you know kind of set aside funding for you know improvements that you need to kind of figure out what's what the results are going to be for but um but that this cross section of local geographic folks with corporate folks with service people customer oriented people i think that um they've organized that way to help make sure the investments go in the right direction so um, so with that, I think we've ended our program. Would love for you guys to rate us, and we're here for any questions as well. So thank you. Thanks. Thank you for tuning into What's Next. Have an idea or point of view? Want to record a podcast of your own? Visit cornetglobal.org slash podcast.